And we are back for another episode of the Niche to Profit Show. I am Danny. Thank you. I am Danny Ackerman, the Danny app. And uh, go easy in the chat there on that show that uh, you guys see the replay of right before mine. You know, just, just I got to work with this guy here. So <laughs> actually, it's a really good show. It's really fun. You should watch it. Uh, so we are uh, getting going today. Let me get my notes. Make sure I tell you everything that's going to be happening. I'm just really excited to have my uh, guest on today, who, for those who don't know her, is uh, Michelle Sism, who is my personal business coach. So she knows all my secrets, you guys. Um, so be nice. <laughs> Um, and we're going to get to her in just a moment. Uh, we are also going to uh, highlight a store of the week coming up. We are going to talk about a crazy item that sold and niches in the news, and which is everything you need to know for your e-commerce world out there. And uh, just to give you a little hint of what's coming, because I got some juicy stories today. There is some aftermath of a big fight that happened here in Las Vegas and how some entrepreneurs are taking advantage of that. Um, Amazon is doing something special for uh, you flyers out there. And eBay kind of gets the thumbs, or actually eBay gets the thumbs up from a judge and sellers get a thumbs down. I'll tell you about that too. As well as your questions and comments over in the live chat. And I see a lot of faces over there. Well, I don't see your faces. I see your names. Um, I kind of can follow along as best as I can while we're going. So if you have a question or a comment, I'll try to keep an eye on that and address that. But without further ado, let me bring on Michelle Sism who is a decisive, driven, and com and committed to helping business owners build thriving, leveraged businesses. There's a lot of big words in there. <laughs> uh, she is, like I said, my personal business coach, has been for going on two years now. And uh, Michelle is, is known as the results lady. Uh, she is about taking action, making decisions. She, she is the founder of DecisiveMinds.com. And that name's there for a reason. And so, Michelle, a welcome. Oh, hey, Danny. I'm so excited to be here on your show. This is I love technology that we can do this. And I know. How cool is this? Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't get any of those tornadoes, did you? Nope, nope, nope. I'm too far south. I'm oh. down in the southern southern tip of Louisiana. So, okay. yep, we're good. Yeah, good. A fr you know, a friend of mine is in Oklahoma, just outside of Oklahoma City, telling me, oh, it hit the zoo and they're telling us, stay inside. It's like, oh, yeah. lions, tigers, bad. bears, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Michelle, you deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people, business owners, and I... I'm wondering out in your community, because you're not in the e-commerce world specifically, um, right. and maybe you could tell everybody what your niche is before we get started. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about your business. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a business coach and business strategist, as Danny said earlier, and I focus on service-based entrepreneurs, um, and I focus specifically on revenue creation. So how do we make more money in, my, in our business? That's my specialty. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I found Michelle several years ago um, through her teaching of social media marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I got to know her and and uh, later signed me up. You got this figured out. <laughs> I'm following <laughs> you. Um, so we see a, a lot of chatter out in our communities on Facebook and, and social media. And what do you hear out there that is holding people back? It's keeping them from making the money that they want to make. Uh, actually, I think that um, yeah, it's definitely all about the fact that they're not making the money. Uh, businesses, you know, you you live and die by cash flow. Cash flow, and yeah. uh, you know, cash flow is a byproduct of sales, and sales are a byproduct of, co- of conversion. So when we don't understand conversion in our business and what that looks like, and and how to hold the sale and how to ask for the money, and then it gets even bigger, Danny, because you know. I believe that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs start their businesses because they, you know, maybe they can't stand their boss or they, uh, there's something that they just absolutely love to do or their friends are constantly saying, man, you should start a business doing that. And we go into business the majority of the time, not realizing that we've got to be able to sell. And there's such a stigma out there around that whole conversation that it really is the death of a lot of businesses. And so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things yeah. you got to know to get, get good at conversion and get good at sales. You know, it's it's a much deeper problem, but that's definitely the issue. Yeah, and you know, and I find the same thing. I, right now, you can go to my Facebook group, and there's a whole thread, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to call it whining, about <laughs> I haven't had a sale in two days. I haven't had a sale all week, and it's all about there's no sales, no sales, And I find, maybe you find this too, is that people kind of stay stuck in focusing on the no sales instead of what the heck they can do about it. That's right. What did they go do about it? If I was on that thread, Danny, you know me, that would be my question. What what are you doing about it, right? (laughs) Or or what are you doing differently? Correct. I see people just, they're going to keep doing the same things. Right. Right. So in your world, that might mean that they need to um, shift up their listing a little bit or, you know, um, look at how they're putting things out there and who they're getting in front of and who knows about their store. Right. Right. Yeah. I I can't remember where I heard it, but that you can't be a success if you're a secret. You know, and a lot of these eBay sellers are falling into the secret mode because we are no longer in the days when eBay is driving the traffic. I mean, it used to be the heyday. Oh, everybody went over to eBay and your items all came up. And but, yeah. but then the the geniuses, and I say that with full sarcasm. <laughs> and, I know you, Danny. I know you. <laughs> making sure everybody else knows this is in the software development arena of eBay came up with this thing called Cassini Search which is basically an algorithm to try and predict what customers, you know, want to come up and, and, and it's, it's a train wreck. It is a train wreck. So Facebook's lead, right? uh, Yeah. (laughs) So we have to do it ourselves. We have to be proactive and market and all that good stuff that, that goes with getting the word out about what you sell. Absolutely. so we're, we're not so much different in the, the people that we're talking to out there and helping. But again, it goes back to that you've got to do something and you've got to do something different than you've done before if that's not working. That's correct. 
you have to have the courage to do it. It's, a lot of times it's all about the courage, right? And the courage. Yes. Um, so that's a, a big focus uh, that w- we deal with. So what advice would you give to people who are struggling in that mode and, and maybe don't know what they need to do next? So if we're talking about looking at, um, you know, the conversations around sales and how that might be happening or the conversion in your business and how that might be happening, then um, we want to we want to understand a couple of things. And I know one of the things you talk about a lot is um, is niche. Right. And understanding oh, yeah. what niche is. I think that's extremely important here. Without that understanding, it makes your sales so much more difficult. So I'm a huge believer in knowing your niche, knowing what they're looking for, knowing what they're already spending money on. Right. And yes. how do they have those conversations? What are the words they're using? And it, for you guys, it's keywords. Right. What are you what are you putting in the titles? What are you putting in the listings that you know your audience is looking for? The trick here is to um, to to be using their language and not your language. Right. And so, Danny, um, you know the things that come off the top of my head would be maybe your audience is looking for antique something. The word antique, and you call it old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Right. You just completely missed the boat. Missed it. Yep. Missed yep. it. And so you got to know who they are so that you can know everything about them. You need to know more about them than they know about them. Right. And the truth of the matter is they're already telling you there's easy ways for you to find out um, all of that information about your market. So when we understand those things and then we, you know, the other part of that is opportunity and whether you are a service based uh, business owner in my community, you know, and you're you're a coach or an author or a VA or whatever that looks like in my community. The opportunity is how many people are you speaking with? How many sales conversations are you holding? For for someone in your community, my guess would be that the opportunity is how many listings are you doing, right? And mm-hmm. and what are you putting out there? And how many opportunities do people see have to see you out there? How many places? Are you putting your your products and your wares? So, and I would love to hear um, more from you, Danny, on expanding that. If you have some other ideas, right there. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the big things, and you touched on this a little bit with with saying it's about courage. Is I see a lot of fear around even starting a Facebook page or a Twitter account. There's fear, and so people just don't do it. They just don't don't do anything. So, how would you say they can get over some of that fear? Oh my goodness. So I don't know if you get over it. I think that you have to do it anyway. Mm. I will tell you guys, you know, um, Danny knows me very well and has known me for years, but I am an extremely introverted, shy individual. And so normally, you know, I, do I come and do shows like this? Absolutely. And do I stand on stages and speak? Absolutely. But I'm telling you, I'm doing it from a place of fear. You know, the fear is there. The shyness is still there. The, the introvert is still here. Um, however, I know my business isn't going to grow without doing these things. So I do, I'm, I'm a 22nd kind of girl, man. You ask me, you know, will you be on my show? I'm going to say yes so fast. And the reason I am is because I know if I think about it, I'm going to say no. And so when it, when it came to social media for me personally, as a shy introvert, uh, there was a lot of fear in the beginning around doing that. 
But I will tell you, that's how I built my business that first year. I started this business a little over five years ago. And the first year I started on social media because I couldn't bear the thought of networking in person. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was a great place to build community. And once I realized that it's truly only a marketing tool for me, that's how I use it. Um, yeah, I get to keep, you know, connect with some of my family members and things like that and stay connected, but it's a marketing tool. And so um, I'd say, you, you know, you feel that fear and you do it anyway, just like that great book. Yeah. Wasn't it, was it, I think it was Tom Hopkins many, many years ago when I was in direct sales that said, do what it is you fear the most, then you control fear. Absolutely. And me being the control freak that I am, I like having that control. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I know that about you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of an entrepreneurial quality is we all want that to be those control freaks. So... But yeah, and you know, it's funny you say that about being, I see, I don't, I don't consider myself an introvert, but there was a time where I actually experienced agoraphobia. I did not want to leave my, my ranch. I didn't go to, uh, eBay used to do these huge conventions called eBay Lives. I never got to one because I was too afraid to step out and go and do that. Um. And it was realizing that I was missing out on so much stuff and everybody's talking about it. And I'm just like, I really want to do that. So it just happened. There was one at, when they changed it to eBay on locations and it was happening in um, San Jose, which I could drive to. So that was easy. And my daughter went with me. So I kind of had, you know, a hand holder along and then I realized, oh my gosh, I am never missing one of these again. I'm not going to lose this opportunity to get out and meet these people. And now, of course, you know, the rest is history. I go everywhere, you know. But Yeah, yeah, that's what happens is you flip the switch from one extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my story is very similar. You know, I um, after that first year in business, I got a phone call from a lady one day and she said, could you come speak for our luncheon in Houston? Houston's about two hours from my house. I did the 20 seconds of courage and said yes really quickly. And she said, great, didn't you write a book? And I I said, yes. And she said, come talk about your book. And I said, well, so listen, did you hear about my second book? She said, no. I said, yeah, it's a social media book called Take Action, Get Profits, Five Steps to Massive Online Visibility. And she's like, great, come talk about that book. And so I hung up the phone. We sat on a point for two weeks later. I hung up the phone and said, hmm, better write the book. (laughs) So... I wrote that book super quick. I couldn't get it printed, but I wrote the book and I came up with this idea. I was going to go speak at the luncheon. I had 20 minutes to speak and first time ever speaking anywhere. I was terrified. Okay. And so (laughs) I came up with a plan to sell a $97 virtual program, an online program. And I was going to give the book as a gift. And it was a downloadable book because I hadn't had time to print it. Right. I sold $2,000 worth of that program in a 20 minute talk. And I remember leaving that room and calling my coach and going, okay, you were right. I can do this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway, baby. So I was hooked. So on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, let's talk about your newest book. Absolutely. All right.
looking for yourself and you have your own business, the only limits there are, are the ones you give yourself. miss that that kind of song when <laughs> the event's over next week i love that uh, so that was the uh, promo for the more fun bigger profits event which is oh my gosh it's next week starts next wednesday and uh you will be there of course yes i will yeah we we're very excited you were there you were there for the first one i was which is awesome awful. yes um so we're excited about that and having you back. But let's talk about, because I see it right over your shoulder there. Yeah, Take the Risk or Get a Job. That's the newest book. Yeah. And I have to confess, I have not read it yet. I mean, That's is okay. It, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you've had, a, you, you know, you've had so much time to just sit around and eat bonbons. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah. But I'm going to get my autographed version next week. So I hope okay. you're bringing some of those with you. I am. All right. So, that's a deal. So tell us what's in the book. Yeah, absolutely. So the book is, um, well, first of all, it is, you know, it's kind of my thing, right? You either start building your business or go get a stinking job because I'm, I don't know about you, Danny, but I'm tired of hearing the whining. So yeah. either do it or, or just give up. And um, I know it's kind of hardcore, but that's really the reality of what's going on out there. And, and I believe that there are three things that uh, keep entrepreneurs broke. They're afraid they're cheap and they're lazy. And so that's what the book's about. Yep. <laughs> what it means to be afraid, cheap and lazy and how to not be afraid, cheap and lazy. Yeah. I remember so, you telling my audience that last year. You did. I held my breath for a minute. It was like, <laughs> but we get it. They, we get it. We know. Tomatoes, we so. know. We I'm, I get lazy. Yeah. I get lazy. I, I get cheap. <laughs> That's right. So and listen, yeah. your your event, uh, really, I mean, really, you and I have the same message, right? Mm -hmm. It's about just don't let the fear stop you. Don't be that afraid entrepreneur who doesn't make do their listings, who doesn't do their social media, who doesn't develop their own website, right? Don't be cheap. I think you did a whole day last year at your event about pricing products. Oh yeah, I was so impressed. Right. And that's a big problem, I, I think, for your audience is that they're not pricing right. And then, yeah, lazy is all about doing what you should be doing, not the fun things, but doing right. what you should be doing in your business. So, yeah, because I'm telling you, if you're sending me candy crush requests, I that's know right. you are not working. <laughs> you're busted. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a lot of those. But yeah, it's true. It's because it's easier to find the things to do that we like to do that feel productive. You know, it feels productive when you guys are out there sourcing and you're in the thrift shop and you're finding stuff and in your head you're going, ooh, I can turn this into 20 bucks. But then it goes home and it goes and it sits in a pile of unlisted stuff. And then pretty soon you can't have your grandkids come stay the night because you don't have a bed to put them in. Pretty soon you can't eat dinner at your table because you don't have a table to set for dinner. Yeah. They know what I'm talking about. So. Too well, I'm afraid. Yeah. So. Yeah. And service-based business people do the same things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I tell you, 
you know, I mean, I've worked with lots of different industries and I've been in business my entire life. We all do it. There are points in times when we all do it. And it's really easy to get distracted and do the fun things. And, you know, it might be doing the shopping. Say, that sounds like fun to me, too. Right? Shopping's fun. But yeah, if we don't do the rest of it, we don't make the money. And remember, cash flow is a byproduct of sales and sales is a byproduct of conversion. So, yeah. We got to have the money. So we got to do that, do the parts that make the money. Yep. That's absolutely true. And, and, you know, I actually coach uh, some of the people who teach other people to sell on eBay too. And they fall into those same things, you know, is it's kind of wanting things to run on their, their own. They want the easy button. I mean, that was the most yeah. brilliant marketing staples ever, you know, the easy button. Cause we all want an easy button. That's right. We want to knowing your audience. That goes yeah. back to niche and messaging, right? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. a full circle. <laughs> so tell me if you agree with this, that one of the biggest things out there is, and I don't care if it's, you know, product-based, service-based, whatever the business is, is focus, focusing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the whole, um, you know, today I'm doing this, tomorrow I'm doing that, right? And yeah. And, and you know what? Not even today and tomorrow. It might be to right at this moment I'm doing this, and then two minutes later I don't even remember I was doing it. So yeah, yeah. it's a big issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, how do you solve that issue? <laughs> uh, well, so as uh, someone who's a little on the ADD side herself, and and I have to say, guys, I think that. Um, you know, focus is a bonus sometimes, but focus is, is kind of out there and it's got to be, you've got to be in a little control of it like Danny would love to think she is. <laughs> and um, so what I do personally, what I do when I have to focus on something and I have to get it done, I actually have a timer. I'm going to show you my timer. It sits right here on my desk. I use it. I set it for 20 minutes or 24 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, I don't let myself do anything else but that task. For that amount of time. So I will tell you, if I was an eBay seller and, you know, every time I come to that event, and this is what's funny, I'm, I'm not getting sidetracked here. But last year when I went to your event, Danny, my husband said, do not come home with another business. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a feeling I'm getting ready to get that warning since I get on the plane on Tuesday. But, um, you know, if I was if, if I was a seller on eBay and the most important thing I could do, obviously, we got a couple things that are really important. Know your people, know your niche, know what they're looking for, know how to buy things at the right price, and then sell them. I would yes. be setting that timer and sitting here doing listings, right? Yep. That's exactly what I'd be very focused on doing that. So for me, that's what I have to do. That's the only way I can really stay. I stay focused there. And then I also have a team that helps me stay very focused. If I start to do my little squirrel thing, they're like, wait, I thought we were, we were, I thought this was our project for right now. So, yeah, yeah, we have a list of squirrel items, by the way. Squirrel. That's those things we want to get to that's not right now. I like that, the squirrel list. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, oh, nuts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty. I just, I, I can, every single day, I, what was I doing this morning? It was, I was looking up something for the show and then I ran across this something and, and all before I knew it, I'm over in this completely different place going, wait a minute, I was supposed to be printing out something for the show, you know, but so we all yeah. do that. We all do that. We do. And so here's what's real important. And this is the insight. And that is that your ideal client 
is doing it as well. Oh, absolutely. You got to get really good. You've got seconds for them to see your item and then either buy or move on and get distracted. Right. I mean, I was on eBay earlier today and I noticed the list on the bottom and said, you might also like, well, that's distraction. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) So, so you guys got to get, you got to get real clear that they have a focus problem as well. Yeah. So how do you fix their focus problem? You lay things out on the way they're looking for them. You know what they're looking for. You have great imagery. You have perfect words, right? Right. I don't know, Danny, you can weigh in on that. I'm getting oh, my yeah. soapbox here. Yeah, no, we, we work a lot on, on titles. I mean, those titles need to be written for the human that's typing in what they're looking for. That's right. And also, it's got to hit them. That's got to be the item that out of that whole page of results that they get back, they see yours and it's like that one. And you, you don't even have seconds. What, I think you have like half a second in today's world to as they're scrolling down that list. And you better hope you're coming up on page one of those yeah. results, which, I mean, that all comes down to being relevant. That's the, the buzz search keyword now is relevance. Yeah, yeah. And, and be relevant to that customer, which is that focus, which goes back to that niche that you guys hear me harp on all the time. Because then you are going to be picked up on that customer's radar. And maybe they come into your store on that one item and that isn't quite what they want, but then they see the other stuff you have for sale and they're your customer. They find something. They don't leave without buying something. So Yeah, that's great. Yep. I I, I got to tell you, you know, even in sourcing, I used to be an everything sourcer. I used to go out there and whatever, whether it was clothes or shoes or you know, knickknacks or whatever, I would just load up and I I don't have time. I don't have time. My niche now for my eBay store is hundred dollar plus items. And mm-hmm. I don't do any clothes or shoes. I did too much time for me, for me. Those are good niches. If that's yeah. your thing, but not for me. And it's the price point for me uh, in that it's, I've got to be able to sell it for over a hundred dollars or it's just not worth my time. But the fun thing is I have another venue to put those things that aren't quite up to that caliber, but I don't, all I have to do is buy it and slap a price tag on it and it goes down to my brick and mortar booth. So I'm still having fun with that, but it's still very focused. It is things that people in the local community are going to want to buy. And so I still have to know who that customer is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, you know, it's it, one of the things that you teach is all about the niche and, and the ways to define it. And it's not always just um, a particular item, right? It could no. be price. It could be regional. It could, there's, there are lots of ways to define your niche. Can you, uh, can you grab your, your book back there? Give us a closer. I can grab the one. I oh, she has it. She says she's so good. <laughs> Am I a good radio sh- uh, show host or, or show guest or what? Yeah, what you want to know, honey. So tell us, what what is the most important chapter in that book? Oh, let's see here. I would say that the most important chapter is um, Entrepreneurs Are Cheap. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's it. Entrepreneurs Are Cheap. Give, it, give, <laughs> give us some details about that. The details about that are that uh, people don't charge what they're worth. And, right? they, don't and they don't charge, charge what, what their, their products are worth. worth. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Exactly yeah. right. And yeah. when we can fix that for people, Danny, we change their life. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
I love I mean, it. I love seeing yeah. the scores. I love seeing, you know, the, the people that take my advice and they raise the price on stuff. And, you know, especially my appsters, they come to me, well, what do you think I should price this at? And some of them go into it kind of kicking and screaming, thinking there's no way. And then the next thing I know, they're going, oh, my gosh, it's sold, you know, <laughs> and they got a hundred dollars profit instead of that twenty dollars profit they were going to go for. Yeah, I was yeah. really impressed with that at last year's event. Because there, there were several of your clients there who were at the mic talking about how they had gotten finally gotten the confidence to price things better. Yeah. And they were making more money. So, I mean, it's just, it really is, we get in our own heads and, and it's really a nasty place to be, right? There are, there are ways to price thing and things and facts to look at. And, and the fact that do you want to, you know, do you want to be the Walmart or do you yeah. want to set a standard? Yeah. And no I don't Walmart. know about you guys, but I'm not the, you know, I'm not doing the, the dollar stuff or the penny stuff. And no. maybe that's a good niche out there for some people. But for me, I'm going to set a standard. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, we actually have this year because people need to hear it from more than than me. We actually are bringing in a multi multi-millionaire who's a big eBay buyer. And awesome. oh, yeah. And my audience gets to ask him anything. He's open. Game on. I'm excited. How does a millionaire <laughs> shop on eBay? You know, so it's not, right. not just coming from me. So cool. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, this thanks been... for having me. I can't wait to give you a big old hug on Tuesday. Yeah. Vegas. It's coming up. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And for those who are going to be at the event, uh, you will get to meet Michelle live. She'll have copies of her book. I'm excited to get mine. And, uh, We'll have you on again sometime, maybe live in the studio next time. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. You know me, I'm on a plane in two seconds. There so. we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> have bag, wheel, travel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michelle, thank you so much. We will see you All next right. week. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm Danny. Mil I'm Danny Ackerman of thedannyapp.com, and what I do is inspire, motivate, and empower online sellers to grow a six-figure business. I have been doing the coaching side of my business for three years, and I have been an online seller for, oh my goodness, this is my 17th year. We have uh, group coaching programs, we have private coaching programs. Uh, I do in-person live events all around the country. I do a large three-day event here in Las Vegas called More Fun, Bigger Profits. And it's all about helping people build a plan, taking action, and reaching their goals in their online business. You can come find out more about me at thedannyapp.com. Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace, and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors, and calculates your e-worth. And it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your e-worth and your own reputation Oh, I'm just relieving a little stress, you guys, after, you know, having my coach on on my show. That was so fun. Like my little guy here. All right. So let's talk about our store of the week. And I love to highlight someone who really has gotten it. 
They got the niche. Um, this is Barb Everett's store blah, 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 <laughs> called a mommy plus more online shop. And Barb has been struggling a bit with wanting to be home with her baby. She just had a, another baby last year. Um, I believe she has three little ones and she wants to be home right now. She's working outside the home and she hates it. She hates being away. And, and, and that is one of my passions is to get mommies home with, with their babies. I mean, that's just near and dear to my heart. So Barb has been working her behind off on building her niche and building her business. And I'm just really proud of her and featuring her. So what she sells come down here and look as she sells Christian uh, themed t-shirts. And I will tell you guys, she has found a drop shipper. Now I'm not a big fan of drop shippers normally, uh, but Barb and I talked and she really put this drop shipper through the ringer, made sure that their standards were up to her standards and they have been delivering on that. So it makes it very easy for her to build this business and still work a job and still be able to be a mommy. So if you guys know anybody who's looking for a Christian-themed T-shirt, go over to Barb's store and go find one there and support a mommy that wants to get home with her babies. All right. And from our score of the week thread that we run over in the Danny App Facebook group on Sundays. We do Score Sunday. We have got this nifty little uh, 1980s fashion star fillies, Nikki horse. Okay, and I have to tell you, when I pulled this up, I got that little twinge. Like, I remember these. Um, yeah, and that's what you want from your customers. So... Yeah, you seeing what this thing went for? So this is not somebody looking for something on price. I am telling you, she had a couple of bidders here that had that same reaction that I had when I found this. And it was like, oh, you know, it's our it's our youth. You know, that was good times. The memories come floating back and we're like, oh, I've got to have that. And then they want to pass it on to their kids or their grandkids. So, yeah, so you got you got a couple of passionate people here fighting it out and bringing the bid up to $280. A big pitching. Yeah, and so she got this at an auction, I believe. Let me check my notes, make sure I got it right. Yeah, she got it at an auction with some other 80s toys. And she spent a total of about 100 and 180 bucks for the entire, you know, lot of stuff that she bought. And she's already uh, netted, not netted, grossed over $800, $800. Yeah. So good job on that, Amy. All right. So I got a new little segment here. I'm going to call news from the booth. And as I said a few minutes ago that I have a booth at a local antique mall because uh, I, I, I can't get the retailing out of my blood. I love retailing. I've always loved retailing. And what that means is going around there and putzing around and setting things up and the little vignettes and making it so people want to buy it. It's, you know, all about that eye appeal and 
and I just can go down there and forget everything and go play in my booth for a while. And, and it's very, very profitable, uh, which bonus, because my husband was saying, like, you're not going to make any money with that. You're just going to, you know, be you know, spending money on rent and nobody's going to buy anything. Yeah, well, he doesn't say that anymore. He helps me. Oh, honey, you need help getting that stuff down to the booth? Yeah. So uh, booth has been very good. And something I like to do is I like to hang out at the cash register and listen, listen and observe. Because anytime somebody comes up, they found something that they're buying, they love to talk about it. I can see it's that, it's that emotional thing again. And they talk about why that means something to them or what they're going to do with it. So I wanted to give you this section to give you a little insight into different ways that people are thinking about things and possibly how your customers might be thinking about things that they see in your store. Uh, So there was a lady, um, this was a couple days ago, and she had like 10 different teacups and saucers, all different. They were not a one was the same. I'm kind of watching and, and, um, the, the lady behind the register says, oh, are you having a tea party? And she goes, exactly. She were doing it for a bridal shower where it's going to be a tea party theme and they're all going to have their little, you know, cups and saucers. And uh, she even had little demitasse ones, which are the smaller ones. And she said, and these for the, are for the kids that are coming. So all the little girls are going to have the little, the little demitasse and, and, and the grownups will have the, the big teacups. And I thought, I would have never have thought that that would have been, you know, why people are buying teacups. Never occurred to me. But I tell you what, now as I am arranging things in the booth, if I have more than one teacup, they're going to go together. They're going to kind of go in the same little section there and might even put a little note that says having a tea party, you know, something cutesy like that. So Always be thinking, always be thinking, what could that customer be using this for? Um, Another guy was there with these, oh gosh, I don't remember who the maker is. It's it's something like, it was like an Inesco product or something, but it was a limited edition, uh, these endangered species creatures. And they were all like little baby animals. And he had like 10 of them. And he was, you know, he... He's what we call a low baller. He was trying to get them all for 10 bucks a piece. And, and I was sitting there, you know, on my, on my handy dandy little phone. Mm-mm-mm. And I looked at, you know, cause I'm friends. And I said, uh-uh, <laughs> you can sell those for 25 bucks a piece on eBay. He's got to pay at least 20 bucks a piece. So um, he didn't get that deal. Now, can I say? Because I was kind of thinking about buying them if she was going to sell them for 10 bucks a piece. They were awfully cute. Um, but when he left, she said, oh, yeah, he collects those. But he's really cheap. And I'm thinking, okay, that is a customer you don't want. You don't need. You don't need the cheap customer. You want the customer that comes in and sees those and goes, oh, I don't have that one in my collection. I will give you 30 bucks for it, right? And those two customers do exist. One of them, you may have to wait a little longer for because there's always, always the cheap customers out there. Don't let them get to you, okay? Brush it off. Let them go. And like I always say, you got that best offer on there and you get a lowball offer, you just say, 
thank you very much because they just raised you up in that lovely Cassini search and made it possible for the good buyer to find your item. And it happens day after day after day. So just just think of those lowball offers differently. So, um, and Cassini search is, is what we talked about just, you know, a little bit ago when Michelle was on, that is the dripping sarcasm here, genius search algorithm that eBay came up with a couple years ago. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm really hoping that, you know, Devin Wenning's going to come in and, and say off with his head and redo the whole thing. But I think that's, that's a dream. It is just a dream. Um, this whole trying to predict, you know, before a customer ever puts their words in what they want to buy is is more far-fetched right now than drone package delivery. Okay, let me just say that, which interesting enough, that that's actually getting some attention. Um, so speaking of news stories, let's let's talk about a couple things happening. In the news. Notes. We must have notes. Isn't that a thing when you do a radio show that's on video? You gotta you gotta ruffle the papers and tap them on the desk. I think it is. Okay, so there was this big fight that happened here in Las Vegas last weekend. And if you're a local, you did not go anywhere near the strip. It was like, no, don't even think about it. Um I don't know how many people were in town, but it was some insane amount. Because not only was it the Mayweather, and I don't know how to say his name, Picayo? I don't know. Just shoot me. I don't do boxing, okay? Packy. Let's call him Packy. Pacquiao, whatever you call it. So these two guys were doing some big signature fight. Big, big deal. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not a fighting person but I knew it was a big deal and it was Kentucky Derby weekend as well so and that made me a little mad because I couldn't go to the sports book and watch the Kentucky Derby on the big screen there was there was no getting anywhere close but I'll get over it anyway so some crazy entrepreneurs have decided hey there was so many people in on this whole fight thing that let's take advantage of it and so they put up this crazy listing, which consequently, you can't find the listing anymore. eBay took it down or somebody took it down. So I had to pull this from, from Newsweek here, as you can see. So air. It was air from, from the, uh, the many, many, many packy fight thing. <laughs> somebody shoot me. I don't know how to say that name. You seen how it's spelled? It's like... Change that. Got to change that. If I had a name like that. Well, he can't get married and change it. You know, you're a girl. You can do that. That's what I did. I went from a really awful name to Ackerman. Worked really well. Anyway, so supposedly this is some air from the punches <laughs> that flew by in a little baggie. So I suspect eBay took this down because anything from the body is a no-no. So I guess the exhaled air would would technically be like a, a body fluid that you can't sell. <laughs> it's 
But here's the thing, guys. If you sell something that relates to something big going on, in this case, I'm hoping this guy sold sporting goods or boxing gear or sports tickets or something that related to these boxing fans because this gets picked up and put out on uh, things like Newsweek. And while it may have gotten taken down, the attention it got, the people that went over and looked for this one, and when it was still up, you know darn well they were finding it. And no, it didn't sell. It. I'm not going to say it wouldn't sell because crazier things have happened. But I don't think this was put up to actually sell. What this would do is get attention to this person's business. I don't know if they had a store or not because we can't see that. But if they did have a store and they sold all this stuff, now they've got some attention with the ideal customers who are interested in this kind of stuff. And maybe they have other memorabilia. Bam. There you go. Use this stuff, you guys. Use it. I send my appsters in their weekly newsletter that they get. And appsters are my paid members of, of my subscribers to my service. And they get the weekly trends. I give them some heads up. Hello, anything with the name Charlotte this week? I'm just saying. Anything royal family? That is all. They're all a flutter on the... It's not that there's more people out there interested. It's that there's more people out there on the internet looking this stuff up and thinking about it and squirreling. <laughs> when they should be working, they're off looking at, you know, new baby Princess Charlotte stuff. So... If you can use that, absolutely use it. A perfect example I did when the Fifty Shades of Grey movie was out, and it was a big controversial thing. It was all in the news. People are looking. It's Some of it's morbid curiosity, you know. And use it. I did two blog articles, the Fifty Shades of eBay, because why not? Use Fifty Shades. That's being searched for. Use it to your advantage. Find something that gets people over to learn more about your business because that's probably going to be a future customer if you start building that relationship. So use it, use it, use it. Yes, the, the Jesus toast. Yeah, you know that seller, they got so much traffic in their store from that. I think that one actually sold too. Because really, if you start this stuff at like a penny, it's going to sell. It's going to be crazy. Some of the crazy stuff that, you know, the Cheetos, the, I don't even know what, why I said Cheetos, Doritos, or, you know, all that stuff that they put on there. This stuff happens all the time. You know, you see something in the, and it gets so much attention. People love that stuff. So, hey, so if you're eating some potato chips and you see baby Charlotte in the potato chip, now would be the time to list it. Just saying, just saying. All right. What else we got in the news? What else we got? Oh, yeah. So eBay eBay wins this one. Uh, Y'all know about the big data security breach thing that happened last year. It caused all kinds of anxiety. Uh, made everybody change their passwords. You know, truly, I don't... I, I would say eBay didn't really lose as much 
business as they're trying to make us think over this about, you know, the people that didn't come back and renew their passwords. I think they just found out who really wasn't interested in shopping on eBay anymore. Because, uh, you know, I'm telling you, I, if that were the case, nobody would have good sales. Nobody would be having any kind of sales. eBay would be in the tank. I mean, it's not doing great, but there's lots of businesses that aren't doing great right now. There's lots of factors. But there's people doing killer businesses on eBay. I've got to tell you, this is not a brag, but I'm doing a killer business on eBay right now. So it's truly not that the customers didn't come back. They've come back. They're there. But there have been uh, many sellers who wanted to blame their lack of sales on something. So they sued eBay or tried to sue eBay in a class action lawsuit. And the judge basically said, eh, you cannot show me that this had anything to do you know, with your loss of income. So basically, there was not enough evidence to go forward. This is a dropped case. Don't try it. Don't go there. And I have to have to feel somewhat bad for these sellers who thought that this was going to be the answer for them to to make up for, you know, some of the loss of last year. And I got to tell you guys, wherever you put your energy is what is going to transpire for you. So if you are spending hours trying to get in on a class action lawsuit or blaming somebody else or something else for your lack of sales, I'm going to tell you, your lack of sales are going to continue. It is a fact. I'm like not even going to say maybe. If you put your energy into what can I do to make my business better, your business is going to get better. It's like we were talking about with Michelle. There are actions you need to take. You need to look at what works in your business. Do more of that. What doesn't work, do less of that. Stay off of Candy Crush, you guys, or Farmville or whatever. And so somebody's going to call me out. I know they are because every once in a while, you will see me playing Bubble Witch Saga 2. I'm just saying. But it's only after my work is done for the day. It is a reward. And I'm not saying don't ever go do that stuff, you guys. You need rewards. But if I see you doing it in the middle of the day, especially, okay, my appsters, you know, I'm watching. I'm watching. Because that is not going to help your business. It is not going to make things better. So get some good habits going, you guys. The business is there for you. I am telling you, like we talked about last week, we are still in the in the. I think we're out of infancy and we're now, what did we talk about? We're into kind of the, the uh, adolescent stage of e-commerce. But think about this. Think about what the next several years holds for e-commerce. So more and more people are becoming adults. They're moving out on their own. They're buying their own stuff. And they don't know anything other than being on the internet. They don't remember when you had to actually go to a phone book to go look up a phone number or, guy, I'm really going to date myself if I say some of this stuff. Pay phones. Do they, like, they still exist? I think there's a few of them out there. Pay phones. You went to a pay phone with, a, you know, a couple of dimes to make a phone call. There was no cell phones. There was not this, like, all this connection stuff. So, the generations coming up, they don't know anything different. So we have thousands and thousands and thousands more people 
coming on to the e-commerce world every single day that love to go shopping. People love to shop. People have been shopping since the beginning of time, you guys. It ain't going to stop. So just be sure you know what they want to buy and you're putting that stuff in your store. It's really, you know, every week I have a few. I, I know I'm a little sparse this week. I got lazy. I got lazy. I just threw a few things in the tub. Um, but really, the stuff I bring is an example of the type of things that I am always looking for when I'm out sourcing and that you should be, I don't care what your niche is, whether it is clothing, shoes, games, antiques, collectibles, whatever it is, the first rule of thumb is eye appeal. Get the attention. How many of you like saw the nice, colorful stuff? Oh, and by the way, did you guys see? I solved my clock issue. Oh, I'm all tangled up here. I solved my clock issue. So, um, yeah, I went yard sailing with hubby this, uh, this past weekend, by the way, did I, did I tell you my hubby now really loves yard sailing? I'm telling you, anybody's got a spouse out there who looks down on them selling on eBay and doing this resale business thing. I have the answer for you. Make money, make money. Yeah. It, it, it changes everything. My husband's now, are we, are we going sailing? Are we going sailing? Can I help you down at the booth? He's awesome. He's not in the chat today, is he? I don't want him hearing I'm saying nice things about him. But <laughs> no, but really, that's truly it. And so he goes with me and we spot that. And I'm like, ah, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Uh, so that answered my little clock problem because I can see that loud and clear. He even said it for me. Such a good guy. And uh, it was just yard sales, you guys. Get out there and hit those yard sales and find that stuff and spend some money. Don't be cheap. I don't know if you can see my Simpsons Monopoly sealed in the package. Here. Doot. This, I, I didn't even think about looking this up. I didn't pick up my phone. I didn't try to scan it. And it was priced at eight bucks. Okay, eight bucks. And I know a lot of I know a lot of people did pass this by because of that price of eight dollars on this Monopoly game. And I first thing I ask myself is, can I get at least eight bucks for it? Yeah. Second question, can I maybe get more? Yeah. So once I got to the car, of course, I, I have to look out of giddiness and and look it up and it's a $60 game you guys 60 bucks $8 into 60 you guys willing to get those profit margins I know there's a lot of retail stores that would just love to do that I found stuff for a dollar that's now priced down at my booth at 30 bucks you know and that stuff is out there and there are people who are not offended if you pay the price that they have on it at the yard sale just go for it go for it take some risks Do some of those things that you haven't done because you're afraid and things will change. I'm telling you, you will not be complaining about slow sales if you do that. All right. All right. What do we have next week? So, of course, it is the um, more fun, bigger profits event. 
And some of you are probably thinking, oh, she's not going to be here because, you know, she's doing this this crazy event. And <clears throat> your secret, there will be a live show next week. So I guess it's not a secret anymore. So uh, we are going to do the show a wee bit earlier. So it, the time is going to change to 1 p.m. next week. 1 p.m. so that I can sneak over here at lunch break and not miss any of the event. And the time is on the schedule at the VegasVideoNetwork.com, which you can also get to at uh, NicheToProfitShow.com, whatever you want to remember there. And so uh, we I'm not going to tell you who's going to be here. I have a live in-studio guest. Yeah. I'm not telling. I'm not telling him. Uh, you're going to have to come to the show and find out. But it's somebody many of you know. Uh, she, I'll give you a hint. She has been a friend of mine for many, many, many years. Uh, we are like sisters. And uh, she's a big part of my event. So um, I'm going to sneak her down here next week. And we are going to bring you... Uh, more news and happenings. Oh, what we are going to talk about next week, because I know some of you are freaking out out there in social land, is the new user agreements uh, that eBay and PayPal are throwing at you. So we are gonna we're gonna talk about that a bit, tell you uh, what you need to know about it and what you don't need to worry about. And I would love to hear from you guys. We are gonna start doing a listener mail. And you can write to niche to profits at vegasvideonetwork.com and send me your uh, suggestions for the show, things you'd like to hear about. Uh, if you spot some cool news story that I may have missed, send me that. And also let me know what you guys would like. For me to do as giveaways on the show. I'm kind of thinking, do you want some hats? You want some t-shirts? You want some books? What do you want? You tell me. Again, that is niche to profits at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And with that, go be profitable and make it fun. We'll see you next week.